This is the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless, a weekly podcast hosted by Chris Milson, a podcast to help break the stigma of mental health and to remind everyone that it is okay to be not okay, and to remind those that they are never alone. Please also note that Chris is not a psychologist or psychiatrist and is speaking from research and experiences. Trigger warning for those for the possible explicit content and language. What's up, warriors, and welcome to another episode of the Mental Health Movement Podcast, Voice for the Voiceless. I am your host, Chris. Today, I have a very special guest. Uh, we've been working together trying to get her booked for a couple weeks now. She's got a, a busy schedule, family, of course, as well. Um, she is both a men's mental health advocate, and she is also a social media influencer. Shar, how are you today? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for coming on. Um, just for our listeners, if you want to give yourself a little introduction uh, to our listeners now. Well, um, I'm Shah, also known as Charmaine. Uh, I've been doing men's mental health for roughly around two and a half years now. Uh, it all started when I had a, a nonprofit called Internal Warriors. Uh, and from there, it was very clear how little help there was for men. Um, and that was when it really all kicked off. And then now I'm known on TikTok. Uh, and I'm known, yeah, I'm, well, I'm known for being a nice girl, but I'm also known for being pretty ruthless and saying it as it is. Uh, I don't really hold back. Um, but I'm I'm the voice for, for all men out there. Um, and proudly so. Yeah, and you know, uh, every time I join your TikToks, you know, like I said, uh, say to you on there and uh, our Instagram conversation last week, uh, I, I truly think you're one of the very few who have your platform with the amount of followers that you have that uh, that stay true to your message. Because I feel like there's so many people that are in this community, but not enough stay true to that message. It's just like, how is this going to benefit me? And you're not like that at all. You're how can I help you? And I have X, Y, Z in these people that can help you if I can. So I think everything you're doing is terrific. Thank you so much. I mean, I, I do my best. Um, Obviously doing men's mental health, I don't think people realize how outnumbered I am. You know, it's, it's thousands of messages a day. I try my best to, um, you know, to speak to all of them and to answer every one I don't have a team behind me it is really just me uh, and then I have amazing co-hosts on my lives on TikTok um, and they come in and they help as well and speak to plenty of, of people there and whoever's really serious and at a point where we think okay this person is suicidal that's where I will really jump in very quickly and take over um, I agree with what you're saying I think staying being anyone that stands for mental health or being an you know an advocate for that you have to stay true to the word from the start to the finish if you have a social media site where you start it's also where you finish you can't stride away from that uh, you can only add to it I started with men's mental health and now it's completely men's rights and that happened accidentally with my last rival TikTok um it wasn't meant to happen that way but it did um, so now I stand for both, and and that's obviously what I'm also known for. 
Um, but I mean, let, let's be honest, you know, when we talk about mental health advocates, there is also becoming a bit of a trend to do it. It's especially on social media. There's a lot of people thinking if you can make money out of this, then this is what they're going to do. And that's why I always tell my followers, be very careful who you go to. Uh, lately, I seem to be getting more and more uh, aware of how many people are doing this just for the money and not doing it for the sake of it, of, of the fact that this is something that matters and this is something they live and stand by. You know, I, I gave up nursing school and everything to do this full time. Um, you know, uh, so I do, I do agree with you. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. Um, I think that for anyone that wants to do mental health, they just have to be aware that you're not going to be the most popular person out there. You're really not. I think a lot of people think, hey, I'm doing something good. I'm helping people. I'm working with charities and nonprofits and so on, you know. Yeah, listen, people are not going to like you. They're, they're, they're not. Um, and, and I think always be careful when you do mental health, stick to one area. If you're doing mental health and you're doing women's mental health, do that. If you're doing men's mental health, do that. If you're doing PTSD, do that. Uh, and don't mix them together. That's where it starts getting you know, and I and I found that out from you know my own experience. Don't try and do too much too fast because you can't. You will be outnumbered very quickly. Yeah, especially with social media being the way that it is now. I mean, it, it's so easy to to say one wrong thing and everybody's going through your throat. I mean, obviously, you get you get a bunch of uh, I guess trolls essentially in your TikToks alone for speaking out against things that society views as taboo. I mean, me being a guy. Uh, I grew up not being able to share my story, not being able to talk about the things that uh, I went through because either my mom would use it against me for uh, uh, to inflict pain or a father who just said rub dirt in it. And, you know, fast forward to now being almost 31 years old, it's, it's become something that I'm very passionate about that I feel like uh, more voices need to be heard that are either not here anymore or are still struggling in silence. And I feel all the content that you put out, all the TikToks, all the videos that, that you record, you say all the quiet things out loud. And a lot of those quiet things are, are like, for some reason set off these triggers and all these trolls and all the people that disagree with it to the point of trying to silence you. And for the life of me, I, I'll never understand why there are people like that in this community. I mean, you see it in sports, you see it in, the movie community but out of everything mental health like it just it blows my mind seeing how much hate you get uh every tiktok you put out i think that the hate that i get there's also a big stigma to it right i'm a female that stand up for men surely i must be doing this for male attention so on or, or it's the other side i'm doing this for the money uh, absolutely not. I mean, I, I'm married, I have a son, I'm very, very content and happy in my relationship. Um, you know, and the money side of it is, is the, people think there's a lot of money in this, there's really not. I just want to confirm now to everyone being an influencer, it's something that takes a lot of years. I've been doing this for a lot of years. Um, I'm not going to sit here and lie to people that if you book me that it will not cost you money of course it's going to um it's it's a booking it's you know it's between a client two clients that are after the same end goal um the hate that I get is how you know I can put it to you this way do people really want to hear the truth 
a lot of people don't like the truth. And I, you know, like you say, I, I say the, the unspoken thing. I say what no one wants to hear. Um, and that's also why, I, I mean, it was my followers that started calling me a ruthless queen. And then it became, you know, Team Shah. And then it became Army of Shah and or Shah's army. And it, all of these things came out. And then all of a sudden it's become a hashtag now. I mean, you know, if if you want to look at what trolls do, uh, towards me I mean I'm currently banned from going live on TikTok it, it it happens you know if when you say something and you go against uh for example feminists like I do I make it very clear that I'm against you know feminists and I'm an anti-feminist um but I think I, I mean let's be honest I do put a target on my back I definitely do uh and I definitely provoke and I provoke for the sake of this is what I mean this is point proven people do not want to hear men and the whole phrase of man up and be silent and don't speak it's very clear because if it wasn't then why would I get so much hate that I am right and, and you know um like you and I have spoken about previously you know in this whole journey of equality it's you know in uh, society wants us right here but in that in that whole journey of chasing equality we have slowly slowly completely outweighed uh men on the equality level because you know uh the system is against us when it comes to custody uh and marriages and you know uh mental health i mean i a couple weeks ago when i was recording uh i think it was with caleb like uh, my buddy that i recorded with last weekend i was looking for uh a mental health quote um for single fathers and when i put in single parent it immediately just went to single mothers like Google yeah. the entire page. There was like 46 pictures. All of them were uh, for single moms and not single dads. And we're just consistently burying the thought of fathers. Like where we're, the equality conversation is gone because it's just like, okay, I don't disagree that equality should be a thing in some sense, but it's not like that at all. That's why, you know, people with your voice and your platform are saying all those silent things out loud and calling out all the BS because that, that, I mean let's let's be honest the equality conversation is BS it's it's a joke to be honest I mean I think you know me well enough to know what I'm going to say about equality Absolutely. I think you've heard me say it a lot of times I do not believe in equality one bit you know I I, I think you said it perfectly the way that you've said it um, but I don't believe in equality. I don't think equality will ever happen. Uh, I like to call it a fantasy dream. Uh, and I think we need, we all need to stop chasing the thought process of equality. There are even men out there as well as females that are, are chasing this equality thing. We're even chasing it in relationships. Um, does it mean that a woman is less worthy than a man? No, not at all. But we are biologically not the same. Therefore, we will never have the same. I mean, you know, I have I have an eight month old son. If if my the way I treat my son would never be the same as if I had a daughter, I would be a lot more protected uh, over my daughter because again, she's a girl, and I think it's such a taboo to say that. You know, we should just we should let our kids. We should all be fully equal to each other. We should be equal in a relationship. Well, well, no, a relationship is 100, 100. That's the same with the saying, oh, well, it's 50, 50. Well, well, no, it's not. You're not even giving yourself 50%. Surely you're giving yourself 100%. That's what you should be doing. So you should be giving your partner the same amount to make this work. 
um I think you know I'm the first one to say that I don't believe in society standards <clears throat> I think society standards are there to put us into a bunch of boxes and I think that we just need to try and fit into those boxes and if we do that we're not going to get any trouble we're not going to be lawbreakers we're going to be the you know the best citizens out there well how is that working out for society look at how filled our prisons are anywhere you look in the world it's including my country you know i'm in a small little country in europe it's it's still it's still the same here you you're always going to have a struggle in society no matter how you look at it um when you start looking at relationships and that it's always it has always been the single mothers I mean, I'm a mother and women hate me for saying that, hey, listen, being a mum is not a job. It's a goddamn privilege. So enjoy it because before you know it, they've grown up. We are not given the same amount of respect to single fathers. Now, the single fathers have a specific amount of difficulty in society that a single mother does not have. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. Now, if you're a single father, you're going to be having troubles with work finding jobs keeping that job because there's no one at home to take your child when they're sick and it's normally the mother doing that but here it's the father having to both have a job full time and still go home to their child where employers tend to be a little bit more lenient when it's a woman um so there's a lot more difficulty in being a single father than being a single mother and that is not me putting down any single mothers or putting down any single fathers it is again just a reality of what society is and that's why I always say you know women what rights is it you don't have when you're a single mother there's a lot more for you and if you're a single father there's not I mean look at look at all the programs that we have in here here in America that basically pushes single mothers to be single mothers I mean uh, they're pretty much cutting out the the nuclear family. I mean, it's pretty much a normal thing for a single mother uh, in 2023, and they they don't want families together because the the mom will get more benefits if she's not with that baby's father anymore. And you know, growing up with divorced parents at a very young age, I watched my dad play tug of war with us because the custody conversation and the um, the child support conversation is just it's ridiculous and the system fights and fights and fights against men and uh there was a video that i recently saw um with chris rock talking about his uh court case trying to get custody of his kids or i think shared custody or whatever it was and he had to provide pictures of where the kids were going to sleep mind you this is a millionaire a famous actor that there is not one person on this planet who doesn't know who he is had to provide pictures of the beds that his kids were going to stay in, the food that was going to be in the refrigerator. Again, <laughs> a millionaire. Like, what does that say for all the guys that are nowhere near that level of financial uh, stability? And, you know, with my dad, when he tried applying for food stamps when food was expensive, because, you know, three kids, that's a lot of money. That's a lot of food. He couldn't get uh, food stamps because, quote, unquote, he made too much but my mom got food stamps, no problem, without even thinking about it twice. And, you know, it's, again, it's that conversation that nobody ever wants to have is, um, like you said, being a mom, it's a privilege because not many get that opportunity to be a mom. And, you know, that's that's not me 
taking a shot on any of my listeners who are single moms and, you know, do struggle because a lot of you are amazing parents. There are a lot of amazing parents out there. But when we can have that conversation that there are an equal amount of great fathers, then maybe the equality conversation could come back up. But in terms of where we're at in society right now, like you said, it's a pipe dream. It doesn't exist. I think that when we look at single mothers, don't get me wrong, I have every single respect for any any single parent out there. I'm not going to say mother or father. I think they both deserve the same amount of respect. But when we spe- specifically are looking at single mothers, you have to remember, it's not always, but there is a higher chance of friends and family understanding because, again, she's a mother. Men are not getting that. When a man can't go out with his boys anymore and go out and have fun and go for a drink and all of that, he's not worthy anymore. So we have to start, first of all, we should really stop comparing gender altogether. I think that would be an absolutely wonderful thing. Um, you know, and I think it would make society a lot easier, but for centuries we've always had a gender war, so it's never going to stop. But you have to understand one thing, and and that's to any female that's listening to this, is that when you look at men, men are outnumbered big time when it comes to the legal system, whether it's divorces, whether it's custody battles. Nine times out of ten, a woman is going to win. You know, women are absolutely amazing at playing the victim. It's in our blood, and we know how to do it. And I And that's, again, why you're seeing more and more women come out and stand against feminists. It's because we went from, you know, the the standard rights, human rights that women wanted and that I fully agree with that we should have. But we went to the extreme. And when I say that we went to the extreme, that's all females have gone to the extreme of saying, I want more. That is not an uncommon trait in any female but when it's infecting the society to the level that it is now I mean women are divorcing men next to none the divorce rates have never been so high and it's all women you know filing it but when you ask them why they say well I deserved better okay but he didn't you know we never we always turn around and say well the man he did this you know your husband he did that but you never hear anyone look at any female and say but what did you do because if you do that, then you're putting her down. Right. You're not allowed to go against a female. That's sexist. So why is it not sexist when we do it in both legal system, politics, feminists are doing it. Even, sorry to say it, but even pride is doing it. You know, we, it, it's several places now in, in this whole society all around the world where we are still going against men, but we are not turning around saying, hey, but what did you do? to lose the father of your child why does the father of the child not want to be with you no judge no lawyer is even doing that and you know I I have an amazing follower who you know I have a few followers that are lawyers and when I ask them and I say yeah but these custody battles why are men not winning and they will turn around and say well sure that they're not winning because they're men (laughs) why how you know I said plenty of judges look at men as well, you're not a mother, therefore you're not capable of looking after a child because you don't have a mother's love. She carried that child. Well, I don't agree with that because I see my husband every single day with our child and I even had a conversation conversation with him today about how patient he is and I'm not the patient one, he is. 
you know so it's it's we we got to look at it this way you know and there's also we all know if you're in the mental health community we all seen the statistic that's just come out you know the statistic that no one wants to speak about but i am going to speak about it where it says that a child that is with a single father has a less of a chance of getting into criminal activity or substance misuse or ending up in prison. There's a less of a chance than what it is with the mother. And that's especially, especially boys. So, you know, when we have statistics coming out and showing this, where on earth is it going wrong? And it is going wrong on the side that we are not allowed to talk against women anymore. Women are not allowed. Don't, you don't. Don't say anything wrong to a woman. Don't even ask her anything. Because you will be called sexist. Yeah, I mean... And you will times, okay. How many times has the word deadbeat dad get thrown around? But nobody's ready for that conversation of deadbeat mom. And I, I had a, um, a guest on here on Thursday. I recorded with uh, Sydney, who we were having that same conversation about the single father, single dad, uh, she went through a similar struggle with her mom that I did with mine. And, you know, the lack of stability, lack of security and uh, her putting her relationships before her kids. And that's what my mom did. She put all her relationships before us. And sorry to say, I, I don't have pretty much no relationship with my mom because of it. And I think, um, maybe mentally I would be better off if I would have been in my dad's house growing up. I mean, I don't know. Cause you know, it's I'm 31 and it's neither here nor there, but um, I, I truly think the conversation of deadbeat mom needs to start coming up because when you think of narcissists, how many times is a father thrown around with that word just because it sounds right. You know, there's that buzzword that you and I like to talk about. Narcissist is probably one of the most overused words in this community so it's gaslighting that to the point of it losing its meaning and you know my mom is the very definition of what a narcissist is but now it's getting to the point where everybody's like oh well he treated me this way so he's a narcissist and i'm like bro do you even know what a narcissist is like are you just saying the word because it makes you feel good because i feel like a lot of people are guilty of of those buzzwords I think the word narcissist has become a trend. You know, I mean, let, let's look, really look at the word narcissist. Okay, for just for one second, because I just want to clear this up. And I do this with my followers. I think every single live I have, a person can be like, she's a narcissist. Or, you know, this person, they are narcissist. Or they all get into a debate or a discussion in the chat, like, you're such a narcissist. It's, okay, listen, this this is it's a personality trait, okay? It's, a, it's actually something that's very serious. I myself, I was brought up by a narcissistic father. And and trust me, it was a narcissistic father. There's no, you know, paperwork, everything, narcissistic father. And, you know, to confirm something that like you're saying about your mother, just going back to that, you know, you're talking about your mother and, and I can sit here and talk about my father. The reality of it is being a good parent has nothing to do with gender, nothing. You know, it, it really doesn't. 
Um, is there a chance that a child might be better off with a father? Yes, there is clearly because statistics are showing that. That doesn't mean that a child can have the same success with a mother. It's just that we got to look at the personality traits between mother and father and then where is the child best fitted, which is what we should be doing in legal situations as well. However, the whole phrase of narcissist, it's so funny that this word came out 10 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, right? And then no one really wanted to talk about it. Then it started being shown on like series on, you know, Netflix, whatever. Lifetime. You were seeing it everywhere. <laughs> okay. And it become like, okay, it was almost like everyone wanted to live up to being a narcissist. And you said nothing. And okay, well, that, that's, that's another movie. That's another movie. And then you went on to TikTok and then you went on to Instagram and you saw reels on Instagram. And then when we speak about TikTok, Oh my, did it blow up on TikTok. It was, you know, you had all of a sudden people claiming that they were these, you know, life coaches and they were psychiatrists and they dealt with narcissists. And they're sitting there, I'm like, that's not a narcissist. That's personality disorder you're talking about. But okay, carry on, right? And and that was what set the trend. TikTok and narcissist, they went hand in hand and they set that trend. And all of a sudden, narcissist and gaslighting just became two best friends and right. every single man was doing it i'm the first one to say that i do truly believe that every single person in the world has got a narcissistic tendency every single person Absolutely. um and like i say to my followers do you think that a millionaire got to where he is without having narcissistic tendencies and they'll be like no, well no. yeah maybe you know some people will generally say yeah but he was hard working no trust me he had narcissistic tendencies that got him there How many you know people and and people have to work off exactly you know it's 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 that whole thing are you willing to screw someone over to get to where you need to go to and let me tell you this now if there's a million dollars on the line yeah anyone is going to do it because money makes the world go round right so you know i've even had people say yeah but you know if your father was a narcissist does that make you one well no but uh, trust me i have narcissistic tendencies and i'm not scared of saying that because Let's stop looking at it as such a bad thing. It's not a bad thing having narcissistic tendencies. It's a bad thing on how you choose to use it, right? If you have narcissistic tendencies, but you're also using it to manipulate a person and belittle a person and put them down in a relationship, which I'm sorry to tell you women and, you know, all due respect, we are very good at doing that as females. Trust me, females, we are master manipulators and we will do it. We can play with your head like no tomorrow. Just like we can put waterworks on and just like we can make men feel really horrible. We're very good at it. So I do sometimes feel like I see more narcissistic tendencies in women than I do men, but that does not mean that men do not have them. Right. It's just funny that men actually use them in a different way. They use it in the career. They use it, like if they are getting called to the school about their child and they're sitting there to have a conversation on why, you know, he got into trouble that day, they will use it then. You know, mm. men use it in a, in a very, in, in what I call a very positive way that will also benefit him where women, we are very good at using it, both positive and negative. And I honest to God think that sometimes with women, and this is even speaking about myself, I don't think we actually realize when we are doing it because we have something called hormones, especially when we're pregnant. When we're pregnant, trust me, guys, I'm sorry if your woman is pregnant right now, but you're going to see it. <laughs> okay, just, you know, 
feel that it's normal that every woman does it. And it's no disrespect because there are great, fantastic female lawyers out there that are great, you know, business women. We are seeing a lot more women doing amazing, but they do have narcissistic tendencies, definitely. Yeah, and, and I really, I really appreciate that you differentiated being a narcissist versus having those tendencies, because obviously with that personality disorder, you know, comes with those narcissistic tendencies, but is also just like almost their entire personality is being a narcissist versus your everyday Joe who will have those tendencies to either use it to manipulate somebody or use it to benefit themselves. So it's definitely important to differentiate the two because, you know, like, like you and I said, that word is just so overblown that it's not even funny anymore. It's just like, well, this is what I was going through when I was growing up and now it's losing its meaning kind of thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I can give, you know, anyone a good idea of what narcissistic abuse can do to someone. I, I've got CPTSD. My mom has CPTSD. You know, we have complex PTSD that will never, ever go away. Um, and we will never 100% feel that we are, you know, worthy, that we are doing anything good. Um, we will never 100% have that. We will probably only ever have 90% of that or 95% of that. A, a, a part of your personality gets taken away from a narcissist. Uh, the person you used to be and after you get out of that abuse, uh, you you will not regain that. You will not get it back. Uh, however, what I will say is that it will make you a very strong person and you will be able to read people very quickly. Oh, yeah. Um. You know, so it it there is there are benefit fits to it. It's just getting up to that benefit is very hard and it's it's a long process and it takes a long time to get over. So I think we need to be very careful with throwing this word around as much as we are. Absolutely. Um so uh when you and I were speaking on Instagram, you kind of told this story of what kind of led you to this journey of where you're at now. Um when did you decide to start advocating for men's mental health and why did you pursue specifically men's mental health for our listeners? I mean, obviously I have a colorful background, a background that I don't keep a secret. You know, I, I come from a, a very hard life of, of gangs and, and I've been in prison and, you know, substance misuse and alcohol misuse. Um, you know, and I've had DV and SA, mental abuse, physical abuse. I've had all of that. I think where it all changed for me was at a very, you know, I'm standing here, I'm in, you know, 19, 18, 19, and I'm starting to lose a lot of male friends. And it was always suicide or secondhand suicide, you know. Um, and and that was a real eye-opener for me that these male men, and let me just tell you, these men were so masculine, okay? They, they were from the street. They were not people to mess around with. So you did not see there was anything wrong with them. Um, now that I'm older, I'm 31, and I, I look back at it, obviously now when I'm more wise and I understand the world better, I can definitely look back and see, okay, there was a lot of it wrong. You know, there was a lot of things wrong there. Um, seeing someone that you hold dearly, that you care about, jump off a bridge in front of you, and you would just not in time, you know, and because of his ex-girlfriend driving up on the bridge and him seeing her was that trigger that made him jump. Um, I've always asked myself, did he think he was going to survive and this was a scare tactic that went wrong? 
or did he really mean to do what he wanted to do um and then after that it was like a train reaction you know it was only a few months ago I lost my very best friend to suicide again a male I can officially say that any childhood male friends I had are no longer here they are not with us um and and that that to me is what drives me every single day those conversations and you know and hearing my best friend in one of his uh, emails to me say to me that you know keep doing what you're doing keep helping because men need it some you know and it, it also I will say it's made me a lot more ruthless uh and partially maybe also maybe a trigger for me as well because you do see me get angry on my lives when people come in and question men right. um but that was that was the game changer for me. And when I then had the nonprofit and saw how little help there was, I mean, Chris, I'm not kidding you. I was sitting there at one night and I will never forget it. And, you know, I was working with everyone and we were having this call and we had, I think we were up on about 13 people that night, all men ready to commit suicide. And we were five people to to 13 people, you know, I was speaking to people in Norway, Sweden, and anyone that was around, you know, Scandinavia, which is my area, at the same time as trying to get a hold of someone that could support us from the other side in America, and then we would have someone else, and, you know, so you have all of these people wanting to commit suicide, but on the other side of it, I'm having also got a bunch of clients that are sitting there with panic attacks, and anxiety, and, you know, and, and, you have to prioritize in that moment. And and that is probably the worst night I had. I remember not sleeping for 24 hours, dealing with it. And I remember all of us having to go on, on basically a silent night where we we none of us could work. Uh, thank God all of them are okay. And many of them ended up in hospital and many of them got the help that they needed because of us. But it's it was such an eye opener because when I was looking for helplines, let me tell you this, I was finding more helplines for people within the rainbow community and females than there was for anyone that was male. There was none. And if they were, then they would shut at like two o'clock or three o'clock. What, what could I use that for in the middle of the night? I couldn't use that for anything. Uh, and even when we were sending them to hospitals, a lot of them were being told to man up and they came back and they were in a worse position than what they were when we sent them there in the first place. That was the game changer right there. That was the moment where I dedicated my my TikTok that got banned, my band account. Um, that was the one, that was when I started saying, hey guys, and I said it to everyone, I'm going to focus on men's mental health. And I And a lot of people back then didn't believe me that this was going to have any effect. And it did. Um, and then after my pregnancy, I, you know, I had a long pregnancy and I had a time out. I came back to social media, came back to TikTok. We'll be in, what is it, five months now? I'm sitting there with over 50,000 followers. Um, point proven, right? Yeah, absolutely. I, I think, you know, like I said, it's it's that message that nobody ever wants to speak up about. But when it finally does, and people like yourself who caught a lot of eyes by surprise like holy shit like fifty thousand followers in five what you said five months that's insane yeah. like that's yeah. that's impressive and um there was one conversation since you did mention it yourself um it kind of caught me off guard with your answer and since we kind of talked about it i i want the listeners to hear your explanation behind it too um because i it was very eye-opening for me how you explained it 
So do you think suicide is selfish? Yes, I do. I think it's selfish. Okay. And, and it's, uh, it's... Go ahead. You know, I always have to be careful, I feel like, when I say this, but I also say the truth, and that's what I'm known for. Suicide is selfish. Um, and it's selfish because you are taking all your pain, okay, and you are now giving that pain and the consequences of everything to the people that you leave behind. Even if it's your dog. You know, it sounds really stupid, that, but if you have a dog in the house and it goes three days before anyone finds you, what do you think the dog's going to do in that time? You know, so it's it's this... Um, in, I think we've made, in society, we've glorified suicide and we need to stop, stop glorifying suicide because it's not. And I'm speaking with someone that's got attempts to my own life, right? And trust me, I was selfish. I also want to make it very clear that when I say it's selfish, doesn't mean that it's the hardest thing you will ever do. Trust me, to that person in that moment, I can guarantee you they are not thinking if it's selfish or not. They are in this, you sewn out, you black out. You know, there's there's no, even when you're talking to them, you can't get a word in. If a person's going to do it, they are very much going to do it. Um, and they are not thinking of the consequences of that for their loved ones or for themselves. They, they, you know, they're not. They just they just do it. It's it, like, I call it blacking out. But selfish? Yeah, it is. Cowardly? No, it's not cowardly. It's far from cowardly. Um, and and the reason I, I say that is because you touched on that. When we were on the Instagram and we were talking, you you said uh, whether or not I thought it was cowardly. I don't think for a minute it is cowardly taking your own life. Because let me tell you this, you know, it's very, first of all, it's very difficult. Second of all, um, you know, your body works against you when you want to do something like that. That's something called reflexes. So, you know, there, there's no easy way of going around it. It's not cowardly to stand there and say, you know what, I'm not going to spend any more time here. Um. But we need to stop glorifying it. I agree. That's and, why I say it's selfish. Yeah. And, you know, uh, like I told you before, when we first had this conversation and that answer took me off guard and I was very curious with your answer. And I'm like, you know, I, I definitely feel like suicide is glorified in a way because, you know, you see all these movies, you see, uh, you know, uh, I just recently saw a video, uh, I think it was on Twitter of this guy saying uh, what it looks like to get to get shot or something. I think he's like a stunt actor or something. And he was like doing all these crazy body motions of what it would look like to get shot. And, um, you know, for all my listeners, obviously, there's a trigger warning at the beginning of, of this podcast. Um, so, you know, the content's coming. But, you know, it was just showing him getting shot in the head, getting shot in the chest and everything, and just like over-exaggerating body motions. And when I see stuff like that, it's just like, okay, like, what is the message you're trying to put out there? Like, I, I don't, my brain can't process videos like that because it's like, when I see anything suicide related, I cringe. And, and this is also coming from somebody who's attempted twice as well. Um, I cringe every time a suicide joke is said. I cringe every time um, it's, it's on movies. And I just, I feel like society, when they bring up suicide, it's one, it's glorified, but it's also, I feel like a lot of people put that giant black cloud over the people who struggle with that shit because, um, you know, like you said, the, the cowardly conversation is always thrown out there. And one of my guests 
that I had on here, he brought that word up. And that's why I wanted to hear uh, your perspective on that word, because suicide and cowardly don't go together. Because when you're at the point of being suicidal and you want everything to stop, all the pain to stop, one, you're not thinking about anything else. You don't care about uh, who's going to be affected. You just want those voices and that pain to just cease. And nothing that you have tried up to that point has worked. So, you know, I understand why it happens with some people. Like Robin Williams was great at faking a smile, great at making people laugh. And then one day everybody finds out he unalived himself. Chester Bennington. I mean, the, the list goes on. And I, you know, it sucks because so many people were affected by by those deaths. But you know, it, it sucks even more when it's your friends, when it's a family member, and when it gets to a point of um, who you're leaving behind. And you know, I I agree with you and and your explanation on the selfish thing, but I, it's hard for me to 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 sit on that word, I guess. Um, but I don't disagree with you at all. Like I, I really like your explanation behind it. I think that when, you know, if we take the word cowardly first, what I'd like to say to anyone that says, okay, so if it's cowardly, go and do it. And they say no. And I say, but if it's cowardly, then it's easy to do, isn't it? And and they won't go and do it. Of course they're not going to do it. But that, that that's the reality of it. When something is cowardly, you have you have no no problem in going to do it. It's, it's then you know you it's it's not an issue right it's an easy thing uh, when I look at cowardly I also look at someone saying well you're a coward you know it's easy calm down that's the sort of attitude I'm looking at uh, I and I I'm sorry to say I think it's a very naive uh, way of thinking as well um of course it's not cowardly to go and 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 take your own life it's not uh, that's like when people say it's stupid well we can always argue that point but what if you stood there and you had lost everything all of a sudden and you went and did it should I call you stupid it's the same thing you know let's stop putting all these words on people's struggles and start you know being honest and say that people shouldn't even be pushed out to that point anyway when you look at male suicide ratings they are much much higher than females you it's know outrageous. so we 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 have to we have to start looking at this for what it is me saying it's selfish is it's a taboo right you're not allowed to say it's selfish it's the worst thing you can say about anyone committing suicide i feel like i could use a lot worse words than saying selfish in all honesty the reason i and i will always stand by this is that if more mental health activists came out or advocates or anyone that stands for mental health, if you came out and started telling your followers it was selfish, let me tell you, most hum human beings, they don't want to be selfish. Especially men, because men are protectors. So if we stop saying, you know, oh, well, you know, and, and speaking the person down and saying, I understand that, but it's not this, you know. I've had someone on the phone where I said, why do you want to be so selfish? But you're not just selfish for the people that love you. You're selfish for yourself. Because really, are you going to tell me you're not worth more than that? And, you know, I had spent four hours on the phone with this guy. And and he he stopped for a moment and he went, well, well, yeah. I suppose I, I suppose I am. It was like an something just clicked in his head of like, 
wow, I'm actually being really selfish here. I'm leaving my, my children behind. I might not have custody of them right now. I might not have them here right now. But what about when they're 18? What about when they're 21? What about when they're 30? What about when they get married? What about when they're having children? And I always say this to people in custody battles, and I really want to put it out there to any man that's in a custody battle. Don't let this short time, you know, you're speaking about maybe 18 years. Sometimes it's 16 years, and I see it all the time. The kids start clicking onto what their mother is doing, and then they turn up in their life. And so many fathers don't get that because they've already committed suicide here. And now their children will never get the answer. Then they're just going to mourn a person that they never even knew. Yes, that is selfish. So let's start calling it for what it is. But let's also make it very clear that this is probably the most horrific and hardest thing a person will ever do. Yeah. And, you know, there's there's a quote and I'm and I'm trying to find it which basically said that suicide doesn't ensure that the pain goes away but it prevents things from getting better and i think that's probably one of the most eye opening quotes i i've ever heard in my life because anybody who has followed my story who knows my my story with my mom and my relationship with her knows how shitty that situation was and what she put me through i would have never thought five years ago, even two years ago, that I would be at the point that I'm in. And, you know, five years ago, I attempted to unalive myself because it, she drove me to that point. And, you know, again, uh, when you start having people speak up about this and telling people this is what it is and, you know, suicide's not going to solve your problems, you know, and I, and I hate wording it like that, but you are 100% right. It, it, if, if anything, it prevents you from anything getting better, from any relationship that you're in, whether it's a, a damaged relationship with a spouse, with a parent, with your kids, whatever. Taking your life means that that person will never have that uh, relationship with you again. They'll never uh, see you in the light that they've always wanted to see you in. And I'm not saying every relationship is repairable because unfortunately in my situation, I, I don't ever foresee my relationship, my mom ever getting better. And that's because of boundaries. But, um, you know, I, I truly don't think that suicide is the answer. Um, I, I tiptoe on the word selfish. But like I said, you said it better than I ever could. Um, but that quote of, of, of preventing it ever getting better basically sums up how I feel about it. I think that what I, I mean, what I always say to my followers is don't, have a don't do a short-term solution you know because it, it is it's short-term it's it, that's it you've done it it's done bye it is short-term you're not here right. anymore it's not everyone says it's a long-term solution well no it's not a long-term solution because if if, it, if it, the long-term solution here is the person continuously fighting the issues that they have or they may be facing right now that would be the long-term solution this is a sort short-term solution it's done it's gone the person's not here anymore you know it's it's this we need to to anyone that's feeling like this you know and if the, and if any person has even thought about it stop thinking the world owes you anything because it doesn't you owe yourself everything and and there and there are in society that are go-getters and that are people that give up but we in society have also glorified the give up right right that phrase give up is glorified you hear it in schools you hear it in movies you hear it all the time just give up well no 
if you fail, I'm the first one to say to anyone in anyone, and I, and I live by this myself as well. If you make mistakes, if you make or have failure or you have failed at anything, keep doing it. Keep making right. mistakes and keep failing because that there is character building. That there is going to get you to the go. You're not. No one is perfect. We like to think we are. We watch reality, like females watch reality TVs. Men, they're watching action movies or whatever, right? Bodybuilders, all of this. And they want to they want to hit the that 1% of perfection. Well, let me tell you now. The people you see on TV, their lives are not perfect. How many actors don't you see going through prisons and court cases and fraud and everything else that they're going through? They're not perfect. Stop living up to the word perfection and start living up to I'm going to be the best version of myself. But to get out, I have to make mistakes and I have to fail. And even when I make mistakes and even when I do fail and it all seems like I'm going to give up and that I'm going to go back to that drawing board and I'm going to find another plan and I'm going to find a solution to the problem. Even if I think there isn't one, I'm not going to give up until I find one. Stop leaving yourself so short. Okay, we are so quick at at being, I'm I'm, I'm speaking from, from my own here, okay, that I judge myself so much. I'm so hard on myself. My husband, my family, they'll say it all the time. Stop being so hard on yourself. And I say one thing. If I'm not hard on myself, I'm not going to get to where I am. You know, I went from prison to being a successful influencer. My work speaks for itself. But I didn't get there without making mistakes and failing. I would say going to prison is a pretty big failure, right? And then getting over that and building up a whole new person almost and getting out of what I was in. Yeah, it took dedication. It took hard work. But guess what? I haven't had a suicide attempt for years. I haven't I haven't done anything toward anything bad towards myself for years. Because I didn't give up. I learned from my mistakes. I learned from my wrongdoings. And I started giving myself 100%, the same 100% I was giving to everyone else. And when I started doing that, I started seeing change. So I'm the first one to preach self-love, become the best version of yourself. Go out, read books on it, watch YouTube. I mean, I've got a series coming out on TikTok about um, self-love, you know, the 12 steps that I've done self-love by, and they're my own 12 steps. And I've spent years and years and years working on these 12 steps. And, you know, a lot of my followers have already tried them out because it gave me an idea whether this would work on other people. And let me tell you this now, I had one follower, I was, I was, blown away he uh he went from being a homeless veteran typical homeless you know because we can't even give our veterans anything in society um and then we helped him get into a hostel when he got to the hostel he got more help and we started finding solutions to the problem let me just tell you this now this man has just messaged me the other day he's getting married and his uh, fiance she's now pregnant and he's, they're about to buy a house. What? This is a year, a year. And I went, have you been doing the 12 steps? He went, she may not live by them. It's like, seriously, they are on my, like I've printed them out. They are on my wall. I look at them every single day and I live by them. And sometimes I fail, but like you say, failure only is a character build and it only makes me better. And now I'm about to be a dad. Thank you so much for what you did. You saved my life. That, that for me was, I was like, what? <laughs> I was blown away. I, I never, I never in a minute, I, I was like, dude, you did this quicker than me. It took me six years. You did it all in a year. 
<laughs> you know, like, why didn't anyone send that to me? But it right. shows what you can do if you start if you start looking at yourself and and you start taking the time out and and really focusing on yourself and and working on that self love. It's 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 a game changer. It absolutely is, and it will also minimize the you know the suicide ratings that we're seeing, especially in men, because men are the last ones to do self love. Right, and, and you know, I feel like society just as a whole uh, lacks a lot of accountability. Um, I feel like uh, society rewards failure, um, the participation awards. I mean, that's a real thing. And unfortunately, it doesn't teach kids anything. It's, you know, the kid that won first place, uh, you know, first, second, third. That's how it was when we were growing up. Now it's like, oh, well, you took three hours to run a mile. So here's a reward. You're doing great. It's like, you're, you're not doing great, though. You know, and, and I'm not saying, I'm not saying bring back bullying. I'm just saying, like, stop rewarding uh, low quality uh, effort. Like, if you're not putting effort into something, you shouldn't be awarded for that effort. If if an actor does a piss poor job in uh, in a movie, they're not going to get a, uh, awarded an Oscar. I mean, you know what I mean. And and obviously, that's a whole conversation of its own with the whole movie society. But I'm just saying in general, I feel society has just become so accustomed accustomed to not making anybody take accountability for uh for their bullshit for the things that they're disrupting in their life they're they're making mistakes on it's like okay i made a mistake so what can you do for me so i don't make that again not not that self-learned self-love look at yourself in the mirror and realize that you're the problem many people can't do that but have you ever noticed that when you look at society today, everything is wrapped up in cotton wool, right? I mean, we we now, I mean, I'm in Scandinavia, even now with this thing has come out that we should not say the word no to our children. It's like, what? <laughs> okay, so if my son goes down and he steals something, I should say, good job. <laughs> you know, like, like, I, I'm just wondering, like, what am I meant to be saying there? You know, right. it, the whole saying no is is we're not allowed to do it we need to be protecting our kids we need to be doing that and i'm gonna i'm the first one to say no hell no you shouldn't be protecting your kids you should be teaching them how to protect themselves so they are ready for the world out there because that world out there is not going to be all nice and cuddly for them we are in a society right now where we are teaching the younger generation you know how to be I can't say the word, but you know, how yeah. to be weak. Um, let's say that instead, you know, we're teaching them how to be weak individuals. So what happens when they are going out in society? Well, guess what happened, guys? The suicide ratings for youths now has gone through the roof because all of a sudden again, hey, this reality shock of, hey, my mum and dad lied to me. It's not all sunshine and roses out here. It is for the small majority that came from that rich family that can pay their way out of everything. But from for that kid in the ghetto, no, no. It, it wasn't it wasn't what he thought it was going to be he wasn't he's not there where he needs to be and he can't keep up with the people that he's you know so he's he's getting into really really bad situations because no one ever prepared him for anything else and he never learned hard work and be dedicated to something we've taken that out as well so let's stop wrapping everything up in cotton wool 
if you look at us 90s kids now i know you're 90 kids because you're you know you're 31 my husband as well is a 90s kid and if you look at us we sort of really unfortunately we came into society at a really really weird time it was both a time where we were being told to you know toughen up man up and 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 be you know go out in society and do your best and be dedicated take accountability but on the other side when we hit 2000 we were also being told to calm down be gentle be nice you know don't bully don't be so quick and you know can think about your options and you know we were coming into this nice what I like to call the nicey nicey weak phase we went from having to be really tough to really really weak but if you look at 80s kids I mean my brother is an 80s kid they are ruthless right you know there's so many of them went out and they you know they got into the good universities or colleges or whatever you want to call it and they went out there and they got the good jobs and all of this some of them even I'm sorry to say it but if you've been a gang member let me tell you the ones in the 80s that were born in the 80s ruthless they're brutal right but when you look at the 90s kids we were sort of confused and then we have the generations that we're seeing now that are really really weak yeah I'm sorry they're they're very weak individuals If, if you turn around to go out on the street and ask any child any child out there, okay, let's say a teenager, go out and ask a teenager and say, what did you watch in the news today? I don't know. I didn't, I don't watch the news. Well, there's your first mistake. Maybe you should start doing that. If you start asking them about politics, oh, I don't know. What do you want to do when you get old? Well, I'm not really sure. You know, that there is no, it's, it's basically like you're speaking to a one big question mark. Yeah that have no idea what's going on around them. So it doesn't surprise me that we're seeing the suicide ratings that we are seeing in youths today. Do I think we should look at the parents as well? No, I think we need to, it's not the parents' fault. I think we need to be looking at society. It's a society's Mm -hmm. fault. It's the Mm -hmm. school's fault. Because think about this. If you have children, how many hours is your child actually with you compared to how many hours they are in school? Right. I trust I'm I as a mum, you know, I trust in the school system to make my child prepared for the world as well. Teach them history, teach them what they need to know, teach them, you know, if you're in America, you know, teach them about gun control or whatever, teach them what they need to know and stop making it all glorified because yeah. we have glorified it even in educational system Mm -hmm. and then they come home to the parents and they have dinner or whatever they might watch a movie they might watch tv and they go to bed they do their homework they go to bed that's really if you look you know during the week those five days six days you know i know for some some countries they go to school on a saturday it's it's a very small time frame these adults you know or these parents have these children so we're trusting an education system that's actually failing our children right now, not to mention they're really failing little boys. Yeah. You know, so so no, I don't I don't I think we need to stop this whole let's blame the parents thing when it comes to that. Do I think parents can do a lot from home? Yeah. But how many cases haven't you seen where the parents did everything and still it went wrong? Right. A child, especially a teenager, has got less of a chance listening to the parents and more of a chance of listening to a teacher. Right. And, and, you know, um, I think the only 
if I were to say anything like towards the parent uh, part of that conversation, uh, just the ones that use like electronics as like babysitters, I think that's probably the only, if, if there was anything at all that I were to say towards parents, uh, I would just say uh, stay away from the electronics stuff. Cause I feel like I see that more often now than, than needs to be. I mean, you got four-year-olds that know an iPod arguably better than the person who sold you the damn thing. You know what I mean? And it, it's crazy that we're using those as babysitters. You know, we didn't have that when we were growing up. And like you said, 90s kids were, we were right in the middle of our parents were assholes because they were from 80s. And then we were in the 2000s where we're getting thrown into middle school. Bullying was still a very strong thing. And uh, nothing was taken out of the history books. Nobody was taught to hate each other because of the color of their skin or whatever they believe in. And now kids are being taught to hate each other for whatever reason. And the, like you said, the education system is a complete total disaster right now. And it's oh, because yeah. of these, these teachers like dumping their beliefs on impressionable kids. I mean, kids are sponges. I mean, you as a mom, I'm sure, uh, when your kid gets that age, you're going to maybe watch some of the things you say because they're a sponge. But, you know, you you have these grown-ass adults who are teaching their uh, teaching these kids, but also vomiting all their beliefs over these impressionable kids. I mean, I think for, for me, even as a mom, uh, you know, my, my husband didn't go to private school and I did go to private school. Um, so there's like this this big debate home here whether or not our son should be going to private school or not. I would say the new debate, however, that's come on the table now is to homeschool. Uh, and uh, and I'm you know more so than my husband. I'm very much considering it. Um, and I'm also not considering it because I, of course, he's my son. I want him to have the social side of it. But God what? forbid he goes to a school. That, you know, I'm I'm sorry, and I'm sorry to anyone from this community, and it's no hate, but I don't need my child going into school and learning about rainbows and unicorns. Right. It 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 is, you know, and this whole thing with there's a thousand genders now, and there's all of these things, you know, a lot of people think that it's because people are homophobic. It's not. It's purely because we don't feel like our children need to be more confused than what they already are. When they hit teenagers now, they are so confused. I remember when I was a teenager, I was a pain in the ass for my mom. My mom hated it. Like, honest to God, you know, I was not easy. And I had no idea whether I was coming or going. And I was confused even in my own body. So, again, let's stop adding more to this education system that's already failing us, that's already making huge mistakes now. And let's stop all the, you know, the the gender this, the gender that. Gender has taken over everything in this world. How else have we ended up with a thousand genders? Right. It's again the gender war. You know, I I I feel like like I being a content creator and being on TikTok and standing for men. Let me just tell you this now: I am not just fighting against feminists. I'm also fighting against pride, especially right now, because of the TikTok I did. So, yeah, I mean, the the TikTok you put out about the Men's Health Month being overshadowed, um, again, I think it, it goes back to that equality conversation of us getting buried because we're men and 
society despises men being part of that conversation. So um, while, while I, I won't speak my full thoughts on on the whole gender conversation, um, I think the safest way to me to respond would probably just say, I, I don't agree with it being dumped on kids. Um, I think 18 years old and, you know, let them do whatever the hell they want to do. Um, I, I don't think it's right uh, doing what they're doing to kids. Um, not not hating on anybody in this community, not hating your choices. You know, you do what you want to do. But I truly don't think a six-year-old kid, boy or girl, can logically make an uh, assumption that they were supposed to be born something else. No hate. Um, that's all I'm going to say on the subject, uh, just for the simple fact that I have family members um, who are gay and I, you know, the effect, it's so easy for society to be offended and not have an open conversation about it. But isn't it, isn't it funny? Stop and check one minute. Isn't it funny how careful you are by speaking out because you have family members that are gay, right? I've, I've got, you know, I made that TikTok. I have friends that are gay and some of them came to me and said, you know what, Shaw? Good on you. I agree with you. Okay. And others, they were like, nope, don't want to be friends with you anymore. And I was okay, fair enough, you know? Look at how careful we're being talking about this subject right now. Because we feel physically uncomfortable by being targeted now for being homophobic. Right. Right? So we can be homophobic for speaking about this subject. If I speak about feminists, I'm sexist, right? If you speak about a man then in a bad or a negative way, what are you? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. I mean... <laughs> there, is no, there is no word for it, yeah. right? It's a... Uh... It's definitely like, a conversation. Like, stop yeah. No, you're 100% right. Um, I, I definitely think it's a conversation that society needs to wake up and have um, because we're so quick to label somebody something. I don't have a hateful bone in my body and I can't have an opinion on certain things. Oh, hold on, let me back up. I can have an opinion. I just choose not to, to avoid confrontation with people. And I'm not a person yeah. who wants confrontation and i certainly don't want to come off as hateful because i'm anything but hate uh anything but hateful because that's just not in my dna to be a hateful person i just well, honest to god think you know i i would i would love to clear my name on this because a lot of people think that i hate people within that community and i don't i don't care who you're in a relationship with, who you love, or what you do. I, I really, really, really don't care. The point of my TikTok when I spoke about pride was to say, listen, this is yet another thing in society that is more important than the fact that we have a male suicide rate that is so high. And here we have Mental Health Month, which is focusing specifically on men's mental health. Therefore, it got changed to Men's Mental Health Month this year. And it was like, no one, you know, all media coverage was going to that community and we weren't looking at the community of men that also needed it. That doesn't mean I hate me saying that doesn't mean that I hate who you're with or what you do. I really don't care. Right. I don't I don't want it in my face, but I don't care. What I do care about is that all you know, you have men within that community. That's men in that community. This affects them as well. 
So, but because I said something and because I made a TikTok, I was hated for that, right. which then ended up with me having a ban on live. Right. And, you know, like I said, it's, uh, we're, we're so quick to, to label each other. It's so quick to, uh, call somebody hateful, call them a bigot, homophobic, whatever. But like you said, what happens when we talk about men, you know, what happens if I call a father a deadbeat silence? What happens if I, if I say that, uh, men should not have kids, uh, by themselves, um, you know, that single fathers shouldn't be a thing. You know, if I said that, society wouldn't bat an eye. But, you know, again, like I said, this this whole conversation on uh, on affecting kids, you know, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, whatever the hell you are, I don't care. I, I just want to make that very clear for everybody that I don't stand on either side. I'm looking at this strictly from a point of kids just need to be left alone. I'm going to end it at that because I don't want the wrong message to come off of me saying that. Just just leave kids alone. Kids should not be involved in this conversation. Exactly. And and that's it. Keep it to uh, keep it to adults. Yeah. Um so what do you think is the biggest stigma uh men face in your experience, you know, being on your platform and doing the TikToks that you've done? What do you think is the biggest stigma uh for men? I think that's a hard one because I think there's so many. Yeah. If you had asked me that maybe 15 years ago, I would say that it's because men are so masculine uh, that women fear the masculinity within men and they want to change that to soften men, right? Because we did, 15 years ago, we did go through a stage with men that we wanted them to cry and we wanted to see them cry and we wanted to fix them and we wanted to have them more soft, right? Um, now there are so many, I mean, pick one almost i can almost say that we we touched on the narcissist side that's a huge stigma and that comes together with the masculine side i would say another stigma that i tend to see a lot uh, which also affects men a lot which uh, to this day i'm still trying to wreck my head around is the whole that men are just not good enough that that you know it, it, i don't know it's it's like a society viewpoint, but it's very much for females as well. They are better than men and men are not good enough. They can't, you know, and it's for it's the smallest things. Um it's from cooking, it's from cleaning, it's to their job, it's their bosses saying it. And this affects men so much. It's such a so many I hear that all the time that it's a stigma, like I'm not good enough, but she says I'm not good enough and I'm not doing enough and I can't do it right. It's like it's like men are just not worthy. It's like a stigma around them that men are too masculine. They all they do. And I just want to say it, they're huge, a huge stigma that I hate and I don't condone it. And I want everyone, every female out there to stop saying it is that every man is going to do physical or sexual abuse. Agreed. Okay, like, or every man is going to cheat or every man's going to do this. Like, like if we turned around and said every woman out there is going to cheat, what would happen it would be an outrage it would be an outrage but it's not when we speak about men and i would say there's this stigma that men are so dangerous and it's 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 crazy it's it's crazy to me um i you know 
if if a person have you ever seen a car accident or anything on the road when you're driving there's been a car crash right and it's just happened how many women jump out the car to help not very many how many men almost everyone primarily right right doesn't that show the protection and caring side a man has right yeah you know, we we have this uh, we have this belief that women we are so caring and we we have this motherly nature side of wanting to fix everyone and that's why we become nurses and that. If you actually look at hospitals now, there are a lot of male nurses. If you look at doctors, they're primarily men. Right. Surgeons primarily men, right? Um, it's it's again this you know a lot of charities, especially mental health charities, which I sort of looked at the other day. A lot of them are run by men. Hmm. That's it might a be a, like yeah a lot of them are run by men right like like you have your podcast here like you're a man a, a lot of them and a, and a lot of the motivational speaking if you go on tiktok and so on a lot of them are men so again it's like it, it shows this nurturing caring side but it gets so overlooked because now women look at it as you're being too overprotective like leave me alone I'm not weak I even said that to my husband today I was like I'm not weak you know like I can't handle it and to make a point I carried this really really heavy bag and it was so hot okay like even now guys I'm sweating so bad it's so hot here in Denmark and I'm Scandinavian we're not used to it I once know and I had to make a point that I wasn't weak I, I'm not kidding you didn't go 10 minutes before I said babe can you take the bag now <laughs> like no um, you know, we, we have this thing, but we do, we absolutely have a thing of, of looking at men as they are so, they're so scary and they're so, you know, like, like I made a point the other day on one of my lives where I said, how many women don't walk down the road where they, they're on the phone? They're like, Hey, there's a guy that's, that's following me. Can you, can you, you know, or they're like, they're crossing the street and you're seeing this woman, there's a man walking behind, you know, he's walking his dog. And this woman, she's zigzagging like she's doing some kind of tango across the road. And I'm thinking, wow, how entitled you are. To think that little of a person will run. And it's not about, you know, my husband, he's Lebanese. It's not about racism. It's not about the color of your skin anymore. It's just, you're a man, <laughs> okay? So if a woman sees a man, she's she's scared so i would just say like you know if i had to pick a stigma specifically one it would be that one men are completely misunderstood it's it's insane how misunderstood they are yeah and you know the, there's there's a tiktok i want to uh point out because it was something that you and i had a conversation about and uh with d as well was that uh the most recent one that i did uh it was stitching that one lady who was saying uh that it's it's considered abuse for a man to have hobbies and word for word that's what this woman said it is now considered abuse for a man to have a hobby because his attention isn't 24 7 on that uh on that partner um we, we're we're at a point in society where we're, we're just we're killing off men in a literal sense now um for just being men you know, heaven forbid that we have an hour to ourselves if we're in a relationship. I mean, there are people out there who, you know, like myself, if I have a passion and if I have something that I love to do, I, I'm i a very open-hearted person. I'd love to share my passions with everybody. 
But if you're in a relationship with a guy who's like, I need an hour to hang out with my friends or whatever. When did we get to a point in society where we're naming that abuse? Like, I just, and I know it's TikTok, and I know a lot of people do it for attention, but I feel social media adds into that ridiculous stigma of it's wrong just to be a man. I mean, there there are women out there doing interviews, and I don't know how uh, real those interviews are, saying like, we don't care to hear about a man's day because they're a man, they're a man. We don't care. We don't want to hear their feelings, nothing. And I had a conversation with my therapist about that. Um, and she's like, you know, you got to look at it for what it is. It's, it's a TikTok interview. It's for interaction. It's for those likes. And, you know, it's adding to that, that stigma in the community. I mean, whether or not it's real, you know, you, people like me who take almost everything to the heart and hear shit like that, like, Oh well, we don't we don't want men anymore that can communicate their feelings, can be trustworthy, or none of that shit. And simply for the fact of existing, seems to be a problem. I think that you you know when you look at those interviews, let me just tell you something. A lot of those interviews are very real, and it is very much a viewpoint that women have, specifically feminists. Um, it 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 is it's it's it's. And it does add to the stigma and it does add to, you know, men feeling less and less and less worthy. I always say this and, and I'm, I'm hated for it, absolutely hated for it. But let me tell you this. And I stand by it. I hope you don't lose followers on this. Men don't need women to exist and women need men. All right, and 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 I I've said this so many times. The moment we start letting science take over to reproduce, we no longer need the female body. What use do we have? Now we have the use of giving love and affection and caring and and being a, a life partner, but that is really it, and that is not something a man necessarily needs, but is what he wants. Stop confusing need and want. Don't confuse those two. Need is something that you need this in your life to succeed and to live. But I want. Now, if you look at any relationship out there, a woman can either really be beneficial. She can be the person, you know, I'm sure there are plenty of your listeners that are in very successful relationships. And, you know, for my husband, my husband has hobbies. And unfortunately, those hobbies also get brought into this house all the time and I'm standing here I'm going stir crazy because it's all over my house but then at the same time I'm like you go babe go and succeed go and do you I'm always the person that's pushing him to become the best version of himself right and every man every man should have that every man should want that but he doesn't need that now women we are naturally very insecure so we look at lot at our men to sort of give us that boost when we're in a very healthy relationship um and you're hated for saying that when you look at those interviews it doesn't matter where you see them it doesn't matter what social media you look at women hate men not all women but a big majority hate men and they hate men because unfortunately we went through a very long period or centuries of men being the powerhouse. 
I have one thing to say on that. If we lose the powerhouse in society, who's going to fight our wars? Who's going to build our houses? Who's going to protect us? Who's going to keep us safe? It's like when I turned around and said, I don't believe a woman should be in power. I was absolutely hated for that, for saying that. Who was I to ever say that? It's not because a woman can't do it. No, she can do it. It's just that she's too emotionally led to keep her head cool. You know, even again, me and my husband had this conversation today about our son. My husband, when it's a stressful situation, he's very cool headed, right? For me, emotions take over. So my judgment gets clouded very quickly. But he's very cool, cool headed. And I even said to him, I wish I was more like you. It's the same thing. If we keep in society giving women the power to hate men and to add to the stigma and we don't start sticking up for men, especially as a female, because let me tell you, if you go and look at my TikToks, you will see things being said that no man would ever be able to say. I mean, he could say it, but good luck. You know, you'd probably disappear within a week and we would never see you again at this point, right? So... It's again this thing that if we are more women and we have more females out there that are actually coming out and saying, hey, you know what? No, I want to be a stay-at-home mom. I want the traditional values. I want to be a life partner. I want to stand strong next to my husband. I want to support my husband in his hobbies. I want to see my husband succeed. If we had more women come out and say that, we would be doing a lot better in the mental health community right now. Right. We have lost too many and we have lost it to feminism. Um, yeah. There needs to be a shift. And that shift is only going to happen. Because now it's not men going up at women. The only way we're going to outpower this is by women going up against women. And let me just tell you, it's, it's, it's a big responsibility to have. There are, I have my good days and bad days. But it's no secret that I, you know, I get death threats. I get everything. My, my eight-month-old son's been threatened for doing what I do. So... You know, it's not something you should just do for the fun of it. If you're going to do it, do it, you know, do it to the full extent. Yeah. And, you know, um, there are there are those I, I feel like there's those traditional uh, feminists that aren't on the extreme side that do believe in that message and, you know, do speak out against some of the extreme views. Um, I, I have people in my life who uh, I guess label themselves as a traditional feminist where they just want to be able to, you know, the rights, what the movement was originally about. It wasn't about hating men. It wasn't about tearing the man out of power and tearing down the powerhouse. It was just them trying to get their rights and be able to do more than what they were able to do before. And I I, I think society has lost its way in, in terms of just like trying to, uh, you know, again, that equality conversation to basically debt. I mean, in, in a literal sense, you know, like you said, we're losing way too many and not enough people are speaking up against those extremist views. Not enough people are speaking out against, uh, you know, men have just as much value as women have in this world and vice versa. I don't think I'm better than anybody. I don't think uh, my neighbor is better than me. You know, whatever the case, I, I don't look at whoever I'm crossing paths with, I don't look at myself as better than that person. And it, it should be like that vice versa. We're all human beings. We all should be fighting side by side, not not trying to tear each other down and lead each other to unaliving themselves. You know, and, and that's that's where the conversation gets 
gets heavy because not many people are ready to have that conversation. But I mean, a lot of people are going to hate me. A lot of females will, you know, I'm and I'm used to a lot of females hating me on this, but, you know, hear me out before you start hating on me. I think if you are what you like to call a traditional feminist, just stop calling yourself a feminist. Because the thing is with the feminist now or just with the feminist movement in general, there is no tradition over it anymore. The ideology, no matter where you look, is based on outpowering men and, you know, belittling men and hating on men. You know, they, they, they and they are very proud to say so. Let me just tell you that. On the other side of it as well, um, I think if you're a woman and you have those traditional sides and you, you want that tradition to stay, the worst people you could be supporting is, is feminism because they're trying to do so. We don't have traditional values anymore. Right. Uh, feminists you know they are successful because they do one thing and one thing very good they manipulate like hell and they brainwash very quickly um i'm all for women having rights and i think and i just want to say i don't hate women it's just when you say you're an anti-feminist chris let me tell you people think you hate women i don't i think women are so beautiful and i think what we can do with reproduction you know we can have children even if you can't have children you are so beautiful and i'm all for women and i think that we should stop being so hard on women on how they look and body shaming and all of that i'm the first one to say that absolutely adore women what i don't adore is women in my opinion that are weak individuals having the need to follow a feminism in the sense of I need to outpower a man because then i'm valued in society well then i don't think you value yourself in the first place Right. You know, if you have to find support within a community to feel valued or to feel like you have any standing in society or success in society, then you don't believe in yourself in the first place. You're already leading yourself up to be manipulated and be brainwashed. Right. And I and I think that's that's very sad. You know, I I wish I wish that for my gender that that we would have women that were a lot more independent and strong and then you have they're following this community that say that they are so proud of women and they should women should be independent and they should be strong and they you know they should go fight the world listen if you're a woman and you want to be strong and you want to be independent you can do that standing next to your partner it's not about standing in front or behind it's standing right next to them if he's having a hard day be his safe zone let him come home. I know, you know, a woman, yeah, you've been standing with the kids all day. You're exhausted. I get it. Trust me, I get it. I have an eight-month-old. I have the same one. My husband comes home. I don't even know what to tell him because, hey, babe, I changed like six diapers today. You know, I don't have a lot to say. But he will come home and have a lot to say about his day. And as his wife, for better or worse, it's my job to sit there and listen to him. I should be listening to what he says. You know, it doesn't mean that I'm less than him or more than him. What it means is that I care. And it means that I stand strong next to him. If he's going downhill or anything, God forbid, happens to him, you know, it's all on me. Um, a lot of people say to me, why do you work? You don't have to work. And I, and I want to say this. This is a very important message for any female out there. My husband can very, very, very well, you know, and he earns very well, bless his heart. And, and he gives us this beautiful, beautiful life. And I'm forever grateful for to my husband. But one thing I will say is that, God forbid, one day your husband doesn't come home. You're not promised tomorrow. If your husband doesn't come home, those kids are all you've got. 
don't work because you want to be a sorry to say it but a boss bitch as they call it on feminists that's what it's called being a boss (laughs) bitch right right um don't work for that right work because if he god forbid doesn't come home and he doesn't come through that front door one day he's counting on you he's counting on you to keep his name alive especially if you have sons let me tell you that you know he's counting on you to keep his family safe he's counting on you to make the right decisions go forward even if that means bringing another man into your household like you spoke about your mother right you know your that is what your husband is counting on you for so he doesn't think you're weak and he doesn't think you're less because he chose you to be his wife he also chose that if in any given situation he wasn't going to come home one day he knew that you were going to have that so trust in that no, knowing that you know stop hating on 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 men because when they pick that wife they put a lot of responsibility on that wife because let me tell you this there's a bigger chance of your husband not coming home than you okay men have a nine times a nine times out of eight you know or a nine times out of ten sorry they they work more dangerous jobs than females do they have a higher chance of uh, dying by gun crime for example or you know wrong place wrong time or this you know they they have a very high chance of not coming home and they are definitely not promised tomorrow neither are women and women definitely do end up in accidents as well but we do primarily see in statistics as well that it is men so for any woman out there, trust me, your husband thinks you're a badass. He trusts you and he loves you because he put a ring on your hand or he's engaged to you or he's in a relationship with you. No man is really in a relationship with someone for the fun of it. Of course, there are men out there that cheat and do wrong. Of course, there is. But being a bad person also doesn't come down to gender. He's just a bad person or she's just a bad person. But when a man gets in a relationship, it's not like a woman. When a man gets in a relationship, it's because he can see a future with you. When he puts a ring on your finger and you start getting engaged, it's because he knows he that's his safe zone. He knows he's got you where he needs you and he's got you if anything ever goes wrong. When he gets married to you and he says yes and he has children with you, he's with you for the long run, girl. He's there for you because he knows that you're going to be there. So keep you making dinner and making sandwiches and making his lunchbox and looking after the kids. It makes you independent. It makes you, a that is a boss bitch. That is a woman that's got values. That is a woman that's willing to work hard. And that is what a man needs and wants and, you know, really, really adores and loves in a female. And and I think that if we take away those traditional values, we're screwed. There's a statistics that just came out showing that if we, if women carry on the way that they're doing now, did you know that by 2040, 50% of women are going to be single. Which means the world population is going to go down tenfold. So now we're in a complete crisis. Yeah. So again, you know, and that's why I say this. That's why I'm I'm, I'm really, you know, speaking for a long time right now. is because I want women out there to really, really understand this. And to any man out there as well, especially men, you know, if you get into a relationship and you get married, make sure that if one day you don't come home, that woman's going to be able to handle that. And she's still going to look after your children. Because my husband knows that in me, it doesn't mean I won't be destroyed or heartbroken or break down for a year. But he knows that I'm going to respect his name and I'm going to do what's right by our son. Because that's his father. You know, it's the same thing with with women, 
you know, and, and this is to all women, please. And, and Chris, I'm sorry, but I've got to say this. Women, if you're at a football game or soccer game or whatever you call it in America or, you know, American football, whatever it is, and your kids are out there, you know, sports event, and they turn around to you and say, why is dad not here? If he's at work, do yourself a favor and tell your children exactly this, because I even do this to my eight-month-old now. Your dad's not here because he's working his ass off so you can go to what you're going to now. So you can have the closets on your back. So you have a meal every day. He loves you and I'll record it and I'll take pictures for it. But he can't be here because he's working hard for us, babe. And you have to understand that. So give him a hug when he comes home. That's it. Don't stand there and call him a deadbeat. Don't say he doesn't care. Don't say all of that. Don't say that. It doesn't matter. It's, it's not about that. When you are having an argument, don't go over to your child and say, hey, your dad doesn't care. No, your dad does care, but your mom is really angry at your dad right now. So she's going, you know, she's reflecting that upon her children. Stop. That child is innocent. That child is not involved in all of this. Stop using children against their fathers. Like, stop. You know, it's like women I hear that saying, just wait until your dad comes home. Why are you using the dad as a weapon? Why is he not? Don't let your child fear the father. Right. I have one thing in our relationship, right? Let me tell you this. My, my Our son, he's eight months old. He's a beautiful, beautiful little boy. I'm the straight one. That's the clown. He's the funny one. Okay, when dad comes in, it's all jokes and laughter, and I can hear my son screaming the house down, laughing, and I'm going insane because all I can hear is those two screaming, and there's so much noise in the house, right? And mom is running around cleaning and doing everything, but as much as it's a nightmare some days, it's also the absolute best thing. And you know what? I spend more time with our son. I'm absolutely blessed to have that opportunity. So when his dad comes home, it should be fun, game, and laughter. And that's all i got to say on that subject. But please think about that. I, you know, very well said on everything mentioned. And there's one uh, really big part in there that resonates with me. Because if there's one thing I, I wish more than anything I could have changed about when I grew up was my mom uh, trashing my dad my entire life. She still does it to this day. And mind you, they've been divorced since I was eight years old. Um, my sister is now 23 and they've been divorced since she was born. Uh, my mom has trashed my dad every step of the way, called him every name in the book, has insulted me the same way she's insulted him because I won't stand for it. Um, yeah, man, I, I cannot possibly stress to stop using your kids as a weapon thing because I swear to God, that was my mom my entire freaking life was using my brother and I against each other. Uh, and it's because we grew up in two different houses. So, you know, my mom didn't, her rules didn't reflect on Cameron because we grew up in different houses and she would use that to her advantage. And we would always bash heads with each other. Um, him and I's relationship has improved over the years because we see what kind of person my mom is. Um, but, you know, that's affected my relationship with my sister, too, because of that. And my mom and dad argued all the time in front of us or on the phone or uh, it was never let me step away because, you know, I got to talk to your father or talk to your mother. It was always they got to argue right there. They got to argue during the holidays, you know, whatever it was. Uh, I feel like there are way too many parents out there that are so comfortable with trashing their baby's father or their baby's mother on social media or in person, you know, I get it. Relationships fail. 
you know, and it's hard to co-parent with some people that aren't willing, willing to do it. But that doesn't mean you hop on social media and say, oh, well, so-and-so is a piece of shit because this, this, and this. Okay, um, your feelings are valid, and I understand why you feel that way. But why does it need to be blasted all over social media? Why does it need to go on Facebook for, heaven forbid, your kid happens to see it? You know what I mean? Like, the, there's too many parents out there that just uh, are emotional when it comes to uh, – torn apart relationships and don't think of how it's going to affect those kids yeah but what's also sad is that do you know how many custody battles where women they're lying it's the cry wolf effect is what i like to call it there is so much cry wolf going on whether it's divorces or whether it's custody battles you know if, if we look at it this way you know feminists and again i'm sorry to bring up feminists but it's just you know again just proves my point they're everywhere feminists years ago i think it was in the 90s they had a uh a case with a, a female that had been, uh, you know, she had been in domestic abuse, uh, which is horrific. I'm the first one to say that. I just, I just want to clarify that, uh, you know, and that, that's why I also say what I do is that please don't cry wolf females about domestic abuse or SA or anything like that. It's a very big dis- disrespect to the to us that has been through that. It's, it's a very horrible mental abuse as well. It's all of it is absolutely hor- horrific. I wouldn't wish it upon my worst enemy. Uh, so please don't cry wolf about it because the issue is is that if a woman hits a man he can't do anything okay i i say that he pulls up his hands you know he's always standing and he's pulling up his hands and he's like shouting out i'm not touching you i'm not touching you i'm not doing anything you know mm -hmm," you know and not sometimes not even saying anything because he knows the moment he even if he tries pushing her away even if he tries doing anything even if his hands touch her tell you what that that man he's going to prison right he's that's a court case going on there so but if if a if a man goes anywhere near a woman it all hell breaks loose so so it's again this whole thing we keep coming back to equality that that is it's, it's this is why i say i don't believe in equality because there is no equality especially not when it comes for men there might be all equality for females but there's not for men so again it's not equality um you know it, it's be careful using kids be careful crying wolf and be careful going on social media let me tell you i see this on social media chris i see it on tiktok all the time women will sit there and say they've been essayed and they've been dv'd and they you know they sit there and they have this huge conversation and the worst thing about it is some of the people that are doing it they have you know they are verified they have blue ticks and they're sitting here doing it a lot of people are looking up to them um if you've gone through this, the last place you're going to go the next day is on social media with it. Let me tell you that now. You're destroyed. And even in a week, a month, two, three years, it takes some women 20 plus years to come out about sexual abuse. So when I'm seeing a girl sit on TikTok talking about it and making it sound like she's so just casual. had the worst weekend of her life. Yeah, it's the most casual conversation you would have. It's like she's talking about what dress she just bought. It is such a casual conversation. And I'm sitting, I'm like, oh my God, you crying wolf. And I'm seeing the comments like, I can't believe you went through that girl. I've got you. I'm so sorry. He's a, you know, he's a douchebag. How could he do this? I hope he goes to prison, blah, 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 blah. Let me tell you now, there's a man sitting in a prison cell somewhere. And he's like, how do I get out of this? Because I didn't even touch her. You know, a follower of mine, he came to me the other day and he was in my life and he messaged me and he's he's going through this sort of similar situation. And he said, 
she started filming me. She's always filming me. She's triggering me off and she's saying things. She's, she's filming me. And she said, I don't know what to do. And I said, film her back. He went, what? I said, film her back. Yeah, but I can't. She's going to go crazy. So. And I was like, trust me. And every single one of us, you know, my co-host as well. You know, I have people like my husband on there. I've, I've got so many people on there. Um, and every single one of us was saying, film her back. She brings up that phone. You bring up your phone because so many women do that. They'll be like filming and then they'll be egging it, egging it on. You know, they'll be saying specific words to trigger him off. You know, I've even seen TikToks where a woman is filming. Right. And then she starts trashing the house. So she had tagged someone in it and I went in and I looked and it was the, it was her husband she had tagged on. OK. And then he had filmed her. She had trashed the whole house. It was all her. There was cameras everywhere. He had hidden cameras, everything, because he was going through a divorce case and he knew that he was going to need this, all right? Let me tell you now, he won that divorce case. So I would tell any man, if you're in that position, film film it. Make sure you have evidence. Especially because you know, so a many lot people of... are comfortable with social media and doing stuff like yeah. that. You know, bringing out your phone now, even at incidents, it's really sad. It's so yeah. sad to see. Agreed. And I'm an influencer. Right? I do content creating. This is my job. I do this every single day, 24-7. Uh, and I'm the first one to say, it is so sad how quick we are to bring out our phones. It is so sad. Anyone that knows me is that at night I'm a content creator throughout the day from the moment, you know, from the moment I wake up to the moment I go to, you know, my son goes to bed. I'm a mum. I don't have time to bring out my phone and record and do all these things. I see people, they're like dancing around on TikTok. They have that, you know, and they're single right. mothers and they've got this little, little kid looking at them like, what are you doing? You know, it's I'm not going to do that. Right. You know, if you've noticed, I keep my son very far away from social media. It's very yeah, rare. That's you'll, another you'll thing. I feel like people are way too public about showing their kids on social media too. Like, and I, it's I, women. Yeah, like I, I see some guys do it, but like I agree. Like it's something that I've noticed a lot, especially in TikTok, where they'll just have their kid there and they'll be talking about a serious subject. It's like. I'm I'm a little confused. Like, are you trying to do this for like spreading a message? Like, why does your kid have to be right in camera view? Like, like when you're on your TikTok lives, it's like I'm not gonna show my son because I I keep that separate. I don't trust people, and I don't understand when kids didn't become a sacred thing. Like, why would you want your kid in the public eye? You know what I mean? Like, I can understand you have a family photo together and it's your Facebook or whatever, but like live videos tiktok videos like come on bro like social yeah, media I, I you know i have a good friend of mine and 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 she shows her son on it and i know that there were times where we've even had this conversation where i say you know i can't do that and everyone parents difference and i'm not gonna sit there and comment on how people are parenting i think her tiktok is an amazing job but then again her tiktok is for mothers right that's right. that's her thing she speaks about motherhood she speaks about postpartum and she's absolutely amazing at it and got a huge following as well um you know so again it's that's what she does and you know she obviously has it good with that and she feels good with doing that so all credit to her do it where it goes wrong i think is when you know if you're having a custody battle and you're showing your child all over social media that's where as a father i would be like yeah but she's you know broadcasting our son 
or our, our daughter she's broadcasting our child everywhere isn't that shouldn't that be against it but no a father has no say right and and that's the sad thing about this that it is primarily women doing that and then you know women you know this whole girl code thing let me just tell any girl out there there's no such thing as girl code i'm 31 years old i've never seen girl code because when a mother posts her child the first thing that will happen is all the other mums will come in and criticize everything she's doing and then she'll start clapping back. She's doing it with the child on her arm. That's where it's wrong. It's it's wrong when we are constantly putting our children in social in the limelight for our own personal gain. Right. If you're doing it to spread a message and this is things that can help other women out there, a hundred percent do it. Because let me tell you now, there is no book on being a good parent. You know what? There were even single fathers that use those TikToks and it helps them, like how to braid hair if you have a girl or whatever. It's you know, a lot of single fathers out there that do the same thing. And I think that's perfectly fine. I think if you're spreading a message that can help other people, perfectly fine. If you're just sitting there and you're doing a battle. And you have your kids running around in the background and all your kids sitting on there. It's like, why are you advertising your child for financial gain? And then you'll see women, and this is this is where it goes too far, is when you're seeing women trash the dads in front mm-hmm. of their child sitting on the lap. And, you know, and please tell me you've seen this as well, because 100%. it is all over TikTok. 100%. I, I, so I ran into this on, I don't know if you've ever... Uh, use the dating app before you met your husband it's called bumble have you ever heard of it okay so it's this dating app whatever uh i came across this woman who had her kid in uh in her arms as her profile picture and her bio read i need somebody to help me raise this kid and she's like swipe right if you like this this and this i'm like wow we're at a in a point in society where we're normalizing this shit like that is not okay like, I'm sorry. You don't advertise your kid on a dating app of all things. And but that again brings you know, that brings me back again to what I say all the time. You know, and again, you've seen me on my lives, you've heard what I've got to say is I don't know, I'll say it again. Women take no accountability, and again, that proves it. You know, you're here, you have a child, you've got all the rights in the world, you're probably getting a ton of money as well, because nine times out of ten, all the spouse support, everything that she gets, right? Like it's it's unreal how much money a single mom can get. Right. Yeah. It's it's a especially lot. here in America, like like I was telling you, they basically add that incentive of if you're a single mom. You get WIC, you get food stamps, you get this, you get that. But man, you get nothing, nothing. You're a deadbeat, you're a piece of shit. Nothing, nothing, nothing. You know what I mean? Like, ah, that that whole thing. Well, I mean, I have something to, to say on this whole thing with being a deadbeat, how I can prove that a man is not always a deadbeat and how a man is also a very, very, very good father figure. How many women do you think in society that this leaves, excuse me, leaves their children? A lot. <laughs> How many women are put there, you know, have are having abortions because they would rather not have a child? How, you know, and does a, does a father have a say in that? No. You know, how many women out there haven't put their children up for adoption because they believe that they can have a better life that way? Right. How, you know, how many women haven't got three or four or five different baby daddies? 
you know, so, and then if you look at a father, there are a lot of men out there that have two kids, yes, but it's two of the same women. And of course, there are also men, again, it's, it's, it's the same thing, you know, let's not, let's not be too hard just on women, but it is primarily women. Right. It's 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 again this whole thing with and that's probably the biggest thing with me being on your broadcast. I want to bring away from this is that there is nothing wrong with a woman having a bit of class and keeping her legs closed. Can we please stop glorifying this whole thing with women should be able to wear what they want and do what they want and all of this? Because the consequences that's coming on that, even if you look at America right now, there are more rapes being done. There are more women that are turning up dead, left, right and center. It's all over. And it's because we have glorified the whole thing. And can I just tell you something? And I have to say this. I'm sorry. But. Stop making it sound like, like a feminist came into my life and she said this and, and I was getting so frustrated with her. That was one time I was really about to lose my cool where I had like the whole team, every all my co-hosts on the side were messaging, saying, Shark, get off the live, get off the live, just get off, stop. Okay, you're going to lose your cool. And I did, I lost, I did lose my cool with her because she came in and she said, yeah, but men are always the one killing. It's always men. It's oh, always men that kill. Jesus. And I went, and I, I, I seriously, I thought, well, I thought this person was joking. And I went, excuse me? You think, do you really think it's always men that kill? Look at all the serial killers in the world. It's always men. There's no women. I said to her, I went, girl, you better go back and check on your serial killers. You know, that, that's, 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 uh, <laughs> I don't know where you got that one from. Let me just tell you, there's a case going around right now, and I I think it's America. I can't remember what it is. There's a uh, bless her heart. That's a young girl that was so scared of giving birth. She dumped the baby in the trash can for crying out loud. She's Oof. a female. Okay, there's another woman out there uh, that's just been caught for together with her partner killing her child. Okay, like, 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 stop putting a freaking gender on everything. I've right. been in prison. I've sat in prison, Chris. I was in EU's largest prison. I sat in Bronzefield. Let me tell you this now. I was sitting with killers and serial killers, okay? They were women. There was no joking around. They were women. One of them was even a woman that, you know, she's in there because she killed four men. Because her excuse was, I don't like men. That's literally what she said. I don't like men. So... Can we please stop now with the whole, it's only men that are bad. It's only men that rape and stuff like that. You know, it's like we always have this whole thought process that it's only women that can go through DBSA and, and, and mental abuse. Well, well, no, there are actually a lot of men going through that, but a man can't speak out about it because if he does, he's weak and he should man up and the police won't yeah. even take him serious. In the 100%. Like, uh, okay, so just to throw throw an example without like getting like too graphic on it but you know uh you see a uh you see in the news um a teacher uh, a male teacher that sleeps with uh a minor girl okay let me let me just clarify before i say this it's wrong on both sides um it's disgusting yeah. for an adult male to go for a minor girl or boy and it's, it's disgusting for an adult woman to go for a male or boy all the comments oh he's a piece of shit i hope he I hope he dies in prison, blah, blah, blah. Now, let's let's put the shoe on the other foot. Woman uh, has sexual relations with that younger boy, younger girl. Uh, all these men joking about it say, oh, I'd give my kid a high five, this, that, and the third. 
we as a society need to stop normalizing disgusting acts and stop putting, like you said, the gender label on everything. It happens on both sides. What's to say that kid isn't fucked up in the head after that whole thing happened? An adult went for a minor. It doesn't matter if it was a male going for a female, a male going for a, a boy. It doesn't matter. It's the fact that it happened and that people are joking about it and people are are making lighthearted remarks about it. It's not a lighthearted situation at all. And like you said, men don't speak out about SA or, D, or DV because society tells us not to um you know one of the most uh enlightening uh therapy sessions i had was when i realized that abuse was a thing that i experienced and i never knew it was called abuse because i'm a man i yeah. never looked at shit getting broken over my head as physical abuse i thought it was just being disciplined and you know my therapist's like that's absolutely abuse and you know again that's another word Rolling around all the time. Oh, they abused me. Okay, you got smacked on the ass by a belt when you were a kid. That's not abuse. Like, come on. No. Like, you know, and um, I just just want to throw that example out there. I just, again, the society throwing gender uh, over every situation is just absolutely, absolutely absurd. Um, so there's, there's one the question. Go ahead. After you. There's one thing that I would say society, if we want any hope for men right now, you know, and I, and I would say that to any female listener, if you ever want to stand up for men, do come, you know, I will happily help you to do so. But for us to to be able to to rescue the situation and to make men have that, you know, powerhouse standpoint that they should have in society, um we need to uh we need to stop giving toxic and i'm going to say toxic females because it's not all females but we need to start giving stop the whole toxic female glorification and by that what i mean is that stop going in there and giving them the attention i see a lot of men go in and they will have all these arguments and all these things to say let me tell you now you're going in on their time on their side especially on tiktok if you see a live where a bunch of women are trashing men don't go in they want their attention and we need to stop giving them and what what we really need to see is we need to start seeing men come out and speak up and i know that's a scary thing and i know that's a hard thing but unless we have men come out and say you know what women you need to shut up okay we have people like jordan peterson and 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 spokespeople like that and he's a i'm a huge fan of jordan peterson uh definitely i've read his book i think he's you know all his books he's amazing and what he says is to the extreme and he's not for everyone um but oh my god is he right on so many things and you know men being a man and having men in society is 100 percent necessary and we need it and we need the gender war to stop it's never going to 100 percent stop but we need to limit the damaging effects of what is having on society right now and here and now um men should be allowed to be masculine and men should be allowed to you know have the standpoint of a powerhouse in society and for us to do that it means women taking a step back 
um, and that doesn't make women less or anything like that I would say right now it makes you very intelligent because trust me there's a lot of people right now that are starting to leave the feminist movement and it's actually the older women because they're sitting there now and they're saying well hey I have money I have the career I want I have everything I have a beautiful house I have a car I've got millions in my bank account but I don't have kids and I don't have a husband and I've got no one to share it with. And now I'm in my 40s and no one wants to even touch me. No one wants to go near me because the, a man would rather have the younger woman that can give him, you know, mother, you know, be a mother and be married to her. And there can be kids and there can be all these traditional things that many, many men want. Find that line. You know, I'm a successful working mum. Find a line. It's there. You can do it. There's many ways of doing it. Um it just means dedication and hard work and that's one thing women have stopped wanting to do it's the hard work women want to be given everything by society and they don't want to work for anything please don't become one of those women and do the the opposite of that and stop following this whole feminist movement's crap because it the philosophy and the ideology makes no sense and there's nowhere it's equality at all and when they say they care about men please do not believe that because they don't and they've proven that time and time again I definitely agree. Um, I think it's uh, the direction for the so-called movement has lost its uh, lost its way. Um, I think it's spread more hate than it has awareness for anything. Um, and obviously, as we've seen, uh, suicide rates skyrocket and everything else in that conversation has spiraled out of control. Um, one can only hope that it gets better. Uh, Hopefully with more conversations like this, with more people that have a platform such as yourself that will openly speak out about it and not and be unapologetic about it. Because I feel like that is the most important part of having these kind of platforms is being unapologetic. Because, you know, if if you walk on eggshells with everything you say, you know, our conversation earlier, you, that message, it's going to go out, but it's going to be looked at the wrong way. It's like, okay, like, does he really stand for that? Does he really not? Because he was very uncertain about his words. You got to say everything. Everything you say has to come out with passion. It has to come out with that belief that you believe in this movement, you believe in this message, and that you want to drive it, drive it home every single time. Um, and with that being said, um, us hitting our two-hour mark, um, I, I like to ask every guest that I bring on here, um, Basically the same question, but I try to reword it just so it doesn't come off as me being a robot when I ask the question. But um, if you can change one thing in the mental health community, um, and I guess in your case specifically for men's mental health, to improve our, our quality of life, what would that be? I mean, I think for me to answer that, it's it's it might be a bit of a complicated way. But first of all, it would mean that there would be mental health help for men there's not a lot of help for men uh, i think we need to change mental health for men uh, from from the root of the problem and that's starting with psych psychiatry uh, we need to change the way we do therapy when it comes to men now i'm not a professional and i don't claim to be one at all um but the reason i say this is that if we're doing therapy for women and when we're then doing the same therapy for men, it's not going to work. Men and women are not the same uh, and we can't treat the brains the same way. You know, therapy for men has to be one specific thing and this is what we're going to do and this is how it's going to work, no matter what it is. And no matter what the problem is, whether you're schizophrenic, bipolar, or if, you know, you have PTSD, 
it needs to be that this here works for men and this here works for women. I see a lot of times where men are coming to me and they're saying that they've been through therapy, but it's very clear it's had no effect at all because unfortunately that therapy was very emotionally led, which would work on a woman, but on a man, you know, I find with men, you just got to be straightforward. You got to say it as it is. You got to be unapologetic. They don't want all the sunshine and colorful and roses and all that. They don't want that. They're very black and white. Uh, so the therapy needs to be very black and white. So I think if we start changing it up there, we're going to see a huge, huge success in mental health. Uh, I think from, for anyone that's a mental health activist, if we look at it from that side, one thing we need to change is we need to start having a community that uh, is, you know, let's cut out the toxic ones. That's, we need to stop having the people doing it for the wrong reasons. Unfortunately, on social media right now, there are a lot of people doing mental health uh, and they're doing it as a trend and they're doing it for the money grabbing. Um, and it's losing, you know, it's losing everyone uh not only followers but it's also losing uh if and making it very hard for us to actually do this for a living and work very hard like yourself as well you know to have broadcasts and that it makes it very difficult for us guys that are actually helping and trying to do the best we can um because people don't trust in us anymore it's not good and then we are going to see that suicide rate keep going up because a lot of people have a tendency now to go to life coaches or social media for support rather than go to, to psychiatry or therapy because it's too expensive yeah. and we all know what the climate is like right now yeah absolutely uh i i always say affordable affordable therapy um the quality of therapy as well i feel like it's super important um I got really lucky with my therapist, Jess. I think she is um, my saving grace. She has helped me through so much. Um, and like you said, you know, women provide that nurturing and that emotional uh, standpoint of trying to get you through stuff. And I, I steered away from uh, going to a man uh, for therapy just for the simple fact of that silent judgment. And they're, they're more than likely at a different part in their life of uh, just... I don't know. I don't feel comfortable talking to guys about stuff like that. And again, that conversation, because I was never, I didn't grow up with a powerful male role model who said it's okay to talk about that stuff. Um, so at the end of every podcast, uh, I usually read a quote to the viewers, um, whether it's mental health or whatever subject we happen to be covering. I know you had one, it was very brief, but I, I would love for you to, to share it with the listeners. I mean, I live my life by adapt and overcome. I think if you're a veteran or you're military, you're going to understand that. But what I will say, and this is more, again, around the suicide thing, you know, like we touched upon, is that adapt to a situation and then overcome the situation. If you're going to fail, fall, go face down, you know, face plant that floor, see where you're going and get back up again. Um, but I do live my life uh, and it has what's got me to the success that I have today. It is by saying adapt and overcome. Uh, my partner the other day said I was very resilient and I asked him today what he meant about that. And then I realized it's because I live by that adapt and overcome. It, there's always going to be hard times and good times in life. Um, but always make sure you you overcome the bad situations. And I think it's... Adapt uh, it's to a, it. Yeah, and, and I think those two words are really important just for the simple fact that I feel like so many people get caught in that cycle of familiarity and not being able to overcome those toxic cycles. So adapting and overcoming, I think, uh, speaks miles for a lot of people uh, 
that may be struggling to get out of that cycle. So I do, I do appreciate you sharing that with us because uh, I feel like it's important for a lot of our listeners uh, to hear it. Um, so I wrote, um, I actually had two. Um, one of them was positive aff affirmations for men. I'll read a couple of them and I'll post, post the rest of them on the Instagram whenever this uh, podcast goes, uh, whenever it drops. Um, so it's, I choose wholeness. Uh, I am feeling healthy and strong today. I deserve a peaceful and loving life. I can overcome any obstacle and I am a priority in my own life. Um, every single one of those words, I feel like people underestimate how powerful affirmations go. And you can look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, you're kicking ass. I love you. It can go so far with your life. Um, there is one more quote that I, I found, and this is from Fred Rogers, and I thought it was really good. I think you'll like this one too. So it says, anything that's human is mentionable, and anything that is mentionable can be more manageable. When we can talk about our feelings, they become less overwhelming, less upsetting, and less scary. Yeah, but I agree with that. I 100% agree with that. I wish more men would speak about feelings, but I just want to touch upon that very quickly before we go is that Please remember when you're speaking to a man, you're asking someone to talk about their feelings has never, ever done it before. He has no idea how to do it or what to do it. Uh, so it takes time and sometimes it takes years and years and years and years and years for a man to really do that. It's not because he doesn't trust you or doesn't love you or appreciate you. It's just that men don't know how to. They weren't given those tools, you know, um, and women, we weren't. We never shut up. We always talking and men, they don't. Um, I, I, couldn't agree more. <laughs> I couldn't agree more I uh for all the all the guys that do listen to my uh, podcast you know uh, a couple of my really close friends if you ever need anything I'm always here for you and for any new listeners that we do gain um you know I I'm always here if you need somebody to talk to um, and I know that's kind of a cliche to say but I know it's really hard for some people to understand what it means to be there for somebody so um, before we close out, Shar, uh, again, I just want to thank you so much for co uh, for coming on this podcast. Uh, you were a wonderful guest. Spoke on a lot of really heavy topics that needed to be talked about. Uh, where could our followers uh, find you on social media? You'll find me on Instagram. You can find me on TikTok, uh, Shar Shar's World. Um, and what I would like to say is there's a YouTube coming out now. I am working on that YouTube channel. So yeah. And then I have the series coming out on TikTok where you can, uh, the 12 steps to self-love that we spoke about, you can purchase all of them there as well. Um, so there's a lot of, you know, and then, you know, we are slowly, I'm well, I'm slowly starting to work on the idea of a broadcast. So there's a lot of things coming out this year for me. Um, but right now you can definitely find me on Instagram and on TikTok and very soon YouTube as well. Awesome. Can't wait for uh can't wait for the series to come out. Even more excited for the YouTube. Um, Shara, thank you again for coming on here. Um, for all our listeners, you can find this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. And until next time, be well and most importantly, be gentle with yourselves. Until next time, take care. <laughs>